Well, I could talk about this subject for a long time. You've got the pyramid and at the bottom of the base is like pasta, bread, carbs. And to be honest, we don't need that as a base of our diet. And I do think the keto diet is a great diet. It's a great diet to lose weight with. But it also keeps you energized, a bit like the paleo diet, which is like the caveman diet. You often find a lot of people do the keto diet lose loads of weight, feel great, and then slip off the bandwagon and start eating normal food again. And unfortunately, the weight tends to creep on. It's had brilliant results with people that have got epilepsy, people have got cancer, it's worked super well. But if it's working well for that, none of us want to get cancer. Should we not all be on some kind of ketogenic diet? Thanks for stopping by the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. I'm the host of the show, Sean Dustin. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. It's good to have you with us today. There are a couple of ways that you can help support the show. One of which is if you know somebody out there who would benefit, family, friends, from listening to the show or an episode in this show, send them over. I'd be happy to have them as listeners. Also, you can subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast platform. And if I'm currently not available on the platform you listen to, send me an email and I will try to get added to it. I have merchandise available now, hoodies, t-shirts, mugs, and other items. This is another way you can help support the show and the show will get a portion of the proceeds. You can find direct links to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, merchandise, and anywhere else we are online at the bottom of the show notes. Go to the Linktree link, and that will take you to all the ways to connect to the show. This is the part of the show where I ask if anybody wants to be a guest on the show. You feel like you have a story to tell uh, that somebody would benefit from listening to uh, your story. I disabled my scheduling page on the link tree, but what you can do is you can go over to the link tree and submit an email and tell me your story. And if I think it, you know, fits with, uh, my show and, and the message that I'm trying to put out there, then I will, uh, hit you back and send you a scheduling link and then we can go from there. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast, and I'm your host, Sean Dustin. Today, I am talking to Sophie Wedlock-Smith, and Sophie is a cancer survivor. Uh, she currently lives in uh, the UK somewhere, uh, London, I believe, or in, in, somewhere in that area, but you also had a bad, I mean, this, this cancer diagnosis and this fight that you had also produced some other things that were not so pleasant for you in your life, correct? Yeah. So why don't you go ahead and tell us That's about that? Right. Yeah, no, eight years ago in 2012, I sadly had a stroke, which was caused directly because of the treatment I was given for cancer in my early 20s. It was a radiation, actually. And it's very well known now that it does actually make your blood sticky and can cause strokes. 
So I've overcome a stroke as well and learned to walk again as well. So it's been quite a long journey with my health, but I really feel I've turned the corner. I've completely come out the other side. Yeah. So some of the, some of the things that you had said is that uh, while you were trying to to fight this this cancer, your employment let you go uh, within a couple of months after yeah. after this, and it caused you lost your uh, flat and and pretty much that's right. You know, t- just really turned your whole life upside down, right? That's right. I think that wasn't when I had the cancer. The company I was working for when I had the cancer were absolutely amazing. But the company I was working with when I had the stroke weren't so supportive. Within two months, they stopped paying me. And when you've got a mortgage, you know, and you don't have any insurance because you're young, you don't think something like that's going to happen to you. So unfortunately, I had to lose my beautiful flat in London. But it's just one of those things. Um, And I knew because I sadly I was kept in a coma for quite a while after they had operated me after I had the stroke. And when I came to, I knew that I didn't want to go back to my old job. I wanted to do something more with my life. I was here for a reason. So I retrained as a nutritional therapist, which meant I had to go back to university and do another degree, which wasn't easy, um, especially when you're not earning any money. But I managed to find a part-time job so I could work um, on my degree part-time as well. So I completed that and then set up my own company, which considering I was always working for someone else, setting up my own company from scratch in a new career wasn't the easiest thing to do at all. But I tell you, it was one of the best things I've ever done in my life. And I'm so lucky to have such a supportive family and friends behind me to back me up. So I had, you know, I knew 100% what I wanted to do. And I just believed in myself 100%. So um, I started my own nutritional therapy company. And I knew I wanted to help people that had been, you know, had had cancer, had had strokes, needed to lose weight, had metabolic diseases. And it was really interesting because I seemed to attract a lot of people that have been very ill. And it's really interesting. You often attract what you're able to cope with. And I was attracting a lot of very poorly people. And it was brilliant because I've been there. I'm able to really support them and really help them. And I'm really passionate about what I do you know, I know how much your health means to you. And I've been there. I've been in a wheelchair. I've been told I'll never be able to walk again, by the way I'm walking. Um, So I've been told these things and I've been prescribed so many different tablets. And I would always question, why would you put a young woman who's got low cholesterol, doesn't have high blood pressure, why would you prescribe statins? And the answer is, it's our policy. I'm like, it doesn't make sense. I'm not going to go on those. I'm not saying to someone, say that to your doctor, please. I just, I knew I didn't need to. I've always researched everything. So becoming a nutritional therapist who researched everything just made complete sense. 
And it's good because I always question my clients' results when they get their blood tests back. And their doctors are saying, oh, you should have this. Because I'm so passionate and I've been where they've been, I always question. And I think that's why I always get really good results for clients because I am I feel so passionately about this. So that's kind of my story and where I am at the moment. I was going to talk a bit about um, how I believe our gut is a cornerstone to our health. And if you're feeling really down, it can really help you by eating the right food. So your gut is where 70% of your serotonin is stored. So when you're eating the right foods to kind of support your gut, it's going to really help you feel better and feel energised. So when you're in a bad situation, you feel depressed, you feel down. If you're eating foods that help create serotonin in your gut, you're going to feel better. And these kind of foods are natural foods, natural fruit, plant-based foods, vegetables. So things you can grow at home. So I think we're all kind of growing our own fruit and veg right now, which is really going to help us feel positive at this time. And so I don't know if you wanted to ask any more questions about that. Yeah, actually, I I do. Um, I, you know, somebody who struggles with, with weight myself, um, and a bad diet, you know, I, I go through, I go through spurts, you know, where I'll be on a, a good, you know, salads and fruits and vegetables. And, you know, uh, I don't, you know, touch any of the breads, uh, you know, pastas, grains, rices, any, any of that stuff. Um, but it's very hard to, it's easy to stop doing some things, the problem isn't that, right? You stop it. The problem is not starting, right? Not starting again. Yeah. You know, I, I struggle with that quite a bit. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know, man. I, I just, there's, you know, we've been taught one way of, of, of diet, right? You know, the old pyramid where it was, you know, this, 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 and that. And then, you know, I, I went into the keto uh, hole and then it flips, that flips the whole thing upside down to now where you don't, you know, and it's like, well, what, what have we been being taught? I mean, what's the truth, you know? Well, I could talk about this subject for a long time. You've got the pyramid and at the bottom of the base is like pasta, bread, carbs. And to be honest, we don't need that as a base of our diet. And I do think the keto diet is a great diet. It's a great diet to lose weight with. But it also keeps you energized, a bit like the paleo diet, which is like the caveman diet. You often find a lot of people do the keto diet, lose loads of weight, feel great, and then slip off the bandwagon and start eating normal food again. And unfortunately, the weight tends to creep on. I'm not saying the weight's crept on for you, but I'm just saying it's what happens. It's had brilliant results with people that have got epilepsy, people have got cancer. It's worked super well. But if it's working well for that, none of us want to get cancer. Should we not all be on some kind of ketogenic diet so we feel really energized? That's why I do something called the metabolic diet, 
which kind of looks at your body type and you spend several hours answering quite a few questions. And it's really interesting because I wanted to have a vegan diet, but my metabolic type soups really good quality proteins and fats. So my diet is quite ketogenic diet because I have like eggs and chicken, but I try and have organic chicken. And they always say, if you have meats, try and have organic grass-fed meats rather than organic corn-fed meats because the corn isn't necessarily organic. So and that can cause other issues. Um, you've got to think about all these things and it really does make a difference to your frame of mind and how you can kind of see yourself through a situation. But as well as diets, I tell a lot of clients, mindset, this is such a powerful thing. Um, and at the moment during lockdown, you know, we really need to support our mindset. So I'm recommending to everyone and I'm doing it myself. And if I don't, I feel awful is to have a morning routine. So whether that's meditating, journaling, visualizations, affirmations, getting up and exercising, things like that are really going to support you. And to be honest, that's what's really helped me with my recovery and my mindset as well. It just kind of gives you hope. If you keep visualizing, it really helps create new neuro pathways in your brain, which are going to help you. And I'm a great fan of Dr. Joe Dispenza. And he does a lot of meditations where you visualize and they've been really supportive and helpful. I don't know. Do you kind of do meditation at all? No. Uh, no, okay. <laughs> I don't. All the things that I probably should be doing, like meditating, reading, all all the stuff that that in my mind is is time consuming. Yeah. Or I make excuses for, because you know, oh, I have I have so many other things that I need to be doing. Like even now in 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 the time of Corona, I have so many things that I need to be doing. Yeah. But I mean, really, do I really have that many things that I need to be doing? You no, know, maybe I just don't schedule. Uh, 16 interviews in two days, you know, maybe I only yeah. schedule four a day, you know, there's, Gosh. there's different ways around it. One of my, one of the things that I, I, I know for sure about diet is, yeah, or how we eat a lot of our ailments, cancers, other inflam inflammatory diseases, autoimmune ish issues and, and things that happen. A lot of that can be cured with diet, right? It can have a huge impact, absolutely. I mean, um, I'm a member of BANT, so I'll get into trouble by, by saying that the food can completely cure cancer. I mean, personally, I believe it totally. Um, but I also, if I could go back 20 years, knowing what I know now, I probably would have done things quite differently to be honest with you, but a lot of inflammatory diseases, there is research confirming certain food groups can cause inflammation in the body. Like we know too many um, carbohydrates cause inflammation, make certain conditions worse, like arthritis and pain. We know that omega-3s actually reduce inflammation in the body. 
and help brain cells, you know, ease pain, make movement easier. So there's a huge thing. And there's a lot of things I do with clients that have got certain cancers. Like if they've got um, breast cancer, for instance, we often remove dairy from their diet or we get them on casein 2 type foods like sheep's milk and goat's milk, which is different to cow's milk because it's a different um, setup and it's got different hormones and it affects people differently. A lot of people, especially with autoimmune diseases, you, you tend to take them off dairy and gluten because these are infl- cause inflammation in the body that can make it worse. If you bloat after you've had a bowl of pasta, if you bloat every time you have a sandwich, that is inflammation in your body. When you're more inflamed in your body, you're more likely to attract viruses, especially if you're having a sugary diet as well. That reduces the efficiency of your immune system. And that is also going to actually depress your mind as well. You know, when you're feeling fantastic, you're feeling thin and energized. You don't want to have a McDonald's. You don't want to have a chocolate cheesecake because you feel great. You know, and that makes such a difference. Your brain will be working better. You'll have more energy. You'll feel more attractive. You'll be quicker. You'll think of answers quicker. You'll be more excited about life. When you're eating crap, it depresses you and you feel like crap. And just like when you're in a bad situation, everything feels worse. So the best thing you could do is really kind of listen to your body and how it's feeling. So if you've eaten something and you feel bloated or you feel ugh, or you feel really full, I think the problem we have, people just eat and eat until they're full. You know, and I have to say, I've got, I have a huge appetite and I love my food. Um, and I've got a sweet tooth. But if you've had a roast dinner and you feel full, why would you have a dessert as well? I mean, all the men I know in my family would, we come from a huge foodie family. But, um, you know, sometimes you've just got to listen to your body and the messages. And if it's saying, look, you're full, listen to it because it's saying that for a reason. I know I've gone on a tangent, but what you were saying about food and whether it can heal, yeah, 100%, it can completely heal. And you really are what you eat. So kind of don't eat crap, eat things in their natural form. But I I say to people, have full-fat yogurt, have full-fat cheese, full-fat butter, but just have smaller portions. So it's quite simple, really. Yeah. And, and here comes this uh, thing I talk about all the time is be intentional about, you know, whatever it is that you're trying to do, you know, stay out of, and I, I, I struggle with this too, man. Uh, stay out of the middle aisles of the grocery store. There's, there's nothing in there you need or that's going to be good for you. And also don't go to the supermarket when you're hungry because that is lethal. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I make that mistake all the time. Uh, so a couple more questions about, uh, a diet that I have or nutrition in general. So 
would it be useful for somebody who is? Uh, I think I think this would be useful for everybody. But you can you can really kind of get into where, like, what foods are good with your chemistry, right? Yeah, totally. That's called the metabolic diet, and that's what I was talking about. That's what I I help clients with. They complete an online program with me that takes about three hours. And we look at all the systems of their body and it really goes into depth. And then you understand whether your body suits dairy, whether your body is better as a vegan, if you should be eating meats and fruits or what's going to energize you. Basically, what's going to make you be the best version of yourself possible and get you to the optimal weight. Doesn't the region in which your, your DNA come from, like, you know, if I was... You have your DNA test done, and let's say you're European. So would does that play a part in the kind of foods that are best suited for you? I think it has. I mean, the darker the skin you have, the more you need vitamin D. I mean, I've got quite fair skin anyway, and I always go a bit pink and freckly in the sun, unless I use fake tan. But, um, yeah, I think it does. I mean, it depends whereabouts in the world you're from. And you can see like in England and America, well, everyone often has calcium and has access to milk and dairy. You've got extremely high levels of osteoporosis, but you wouldn't think that would be possible because people have got access to dairy. So why would they have that disease? So it's just really interesting. So I think in Japan, they don't actually have a conversion for the word menopause because the women don't actually have the symptoms out there like they do in the US and the UK and Europe, which is really interesting. So, yes, you know, your diet is sometimes dependent on where you live and the colour of your skin and your DNA. You can do things called SNPs with your DNA and see if you've actually got the DNA to have certain cancers That's why you've got Angelina Jolie having um, her operations that she did, which I don't quite understand because working the field of nutrition and cancer, you can change your SNPs by adapting your diet. So I would have thought she'd have access to the very best nutritional therapists and they would have told her that. So she wouldn't have had to have gone through all those procedures. But I think knowledge is power. Maybe it wasn't known so well a couple of years ago, but we definitely know about this now. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. Of, we're learning a lot, you know, especially with people that train some of these MMA fighters. You know, and they're doing all these trainings now, but even the way that they train is starting to change because they're yeah. starting to realize that they were overtraining for a long for a lot of years. You yeah. know, your body is giving you indicators that hey. You know, uh, and it has to do with your heart rate too. Cause if your heart rate is not at like after you train, let's say I trained yesterday, right? Really hard, you know, eat good, go to sleep, go, go to sleep at a decent time, get eight hours of sleep. But the next day, all right, I'm going to go and re- repeat again. But your heart rate yeah. tells you a lot about, well, no, you probably shouldn't because it's not where it needs to be right now. You're not fully recovered yeah. yet. Yeah. Well, it's really interesting you talk about that because I get so many women come to me for who have been on yo-yo diets, go to the gym five times a week, 
you know, run, you know, swim, play tennis and can't understand why they're not actually losing weight. But actually women have got a different makeup and hormones to men. And when we exercise too much, it can stress our adrenals and put pressure on our cortisol. So when we do that, we can actually, when we're stressing our adrenals, we're more likely to keep the weight around our middle and our tummy. And when someone comes to my clinic and they're thin everywhere, but have got a bit of a chubby tummy, and they tell me they're exercising every day, they're barely eating a thing, I know exactly why. And then it's just a matter of tweaking and starting to speed up their metabolism again. Because if you've been on so many diets, you actually slow down your metabolism. Yeah, I had I, I had an issue when I tried to go back into uh to do the keto diet again where I, I couldn't I couldn't get like I got fat adapted pretty pretty quick the first time around. And then I tried to do it again and I I couldn't get it. I couldn't get back into ketosis. Like I tried and I, maybe I wasn't eating enough fat. I don't know, but I couldn't get the stick, the keto sticks to uh, light up the color I needed them to. And so I was like, well, and I just, I just gave up on it. Oh no, I, it would have come back. It's just like tweaking your diet. Do you have like blood work done before you go back onto keto? Uh, no, I did this last, this last time I had, I had it done. So, but I mean, I, I just kind of, I've sort of fallen off of it. Yeah. You know, I, I, I lost 35 pounds and then it took me two years for me to, cause I'm almost, I've almost gained it all back now after two years. And this, this Corona thing and this uh, self uh, isolation hasn't helped. That's for sure. Yeah. I don't know about you in America, but in England, it's really difficult to kind of get the kind of vegetables I want at the supermarket so I'm growing my own at home now. And they're not going to be ready for harvesting the carrots until September, October. So so it's not easy at the moment. And you've got to remember, if you have been on lots of diets, I've had people come to me that have just been so down and said, look, I've done something like the Cambridge diet. I know I can lose weight on that. I can guarantee, and I'm going to get into trouble for saying this, but if you keep doing that, you will slow down your metabolism and you'll lose weight, but you'll put it back on afterwards and some. So it's just learning. There is such a simple way that everyone can live. You know, you can have a holistic, natural weight loss and keep the weight off and just feel amazing and not even think about foods and what you're eating. You know, food, there shouldn't be any forbidden food. And it is possible to learn how to do that. So I managed to lose quite a lot of weight after I had my stroke because I was in a hospital for four months in a wheelchair. And all my lovely friends would bring me cupcakes and macaroons, all the foods I love to cheer me up. And I was like, well, I'm never going to walk again. My life is awful. I'm going to eat them. But I love fashion. And when I got out of hospital, none of my lovely clothes fitted. So I'm like, right, I'm going to learn what to do. So I started my nutrition course and I was learning so much stuff. And I just started eating basic, simple foods. I went back to basics, you know, making sure I have three meals a day and I can have snacks. But always have protein the size of the palm of your hand for each meal so for me I'm quite tall I'm 5'10 so 
So I need about 45 grams to 50 grams of protein a day. So what that might look like, that might be the size of the palm I had, two eggs for breakfast, a chicken breast for lunch and a salmon fillet for dinner or lentils or chickpeas, depending on my mood. But if you're eating consistently throughout the day, it just makes you feel so much more positive. So another trick, if you have a snack, lots of people will have, you know, an apple or a banana for a snack. You know, that's a great snack, but it's a glucose. So whenever you have a glucose, your energy goes up. Whatever goes up has to come down. So the way to make it come down gently is to pair it with a protein. So to have a banana or an apple and have a couple of nuts with it. Don't have a huge handful of nuts, but just have like some pistachios, like five or six. And that I promise you'll feel the difference and it will balance your blood glucose and you won't feel hungry really quickly after. And if you get down, one of the key things to do is start balancing your blood sugar levels. And what I tend to do is clients that get down, I give them good stuff for their gut bacteria. So we really focus on probiotic foods, which are things like um, sauerkraut, kimchi, kombucha and things like that. Not everyone likes stuff like that, but it does make a difference, I promise you. Have you ever had sauerkraut and kombucha? I do. I actually just threw away some uh, some kimchi that had been sitting oh. around for, for uh, it wasn't, it expired. But you can, like in the kimchi, you can, you can, it's almost like when it hits your tongue, it, it, it yeah, it tingles. Like yeah. it's like there's like their bacteria are dancing on your, on yeah. your tongue. Yeah. But yeah, the, I mean, the gut is, we're finding out a lot more about how important that gut is, right? That's almost like, it, it, that's almost, that's the first brain now, right? Yeah. It's actually bigger than your brain. And that's why they always say, listen to your gut instinct because your gut knows better than your brain. If only I'd listened to my gut years ago, that would have been the best advice anyone could give me. Yeah, your your mental health is controlled there, right? Oh, gosh, um, totally. A lot of your, uh, you know, all uh, all of your hormones are created there, which yeah, talk to your talk to this brain and yeah. and get up into your head and 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 all of that. So, yeah, it's really it's it's fascinating how important that is. And if you really think about it, I mean, as a society, as a as a modern society, yeah, we're still really young, yeah, because we're there's a lot of things that we like thought we knew, but every you know what I mean, everything okay. that we think we know always changes. Absolutely, and there's so many key things with good facts as well, um, and it's really interesting. There's been some research in a school somewhere in America where they had troubled children. And they used to have like 80 fights a week and they supplemented them with omega-3 oils. And after three months, they would have three fights a month, which is phenomenal. So the power of omega-3s as well. And you get omega-3s from, it's called smash. So it's salmon, mackerel, anchovies, sardines and herring. So it's a way to remember them. Um, But I actually try and eat them at least twice a week, but also supplement with them as well because it's so good for your brain. And because I've had a stroke as well, I need to have really good 
supporting the brain. So, and it's good for your skin and it makes you look younger and it makes you more agile and it speeds up your metabolism naturally. So I'm all there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's great. Yeah. I, I, I really, you know, I'd, I'd like to dive a little bit deeper into nutrition and, you know, just for myself, I mean, we're, it's, you learn how to eat, you create longevity for yourself exactly. health, health wise. I mean, you know, we, exactly. you're putting, you're, you're, you, if you have a retirement account, if you're saving money in a, in an IRA, uh, you're doing all of these things to kind of prepare you for the future or retirement or anything like that. I mean, okay, yeah. that's great. But shouldn't the most important thing be to, uh, prepare your self today to actually yeah. be able to last to do all of that, right? Because yeah. if you're not, if you're not, if you're making choices today, uh, that aren't going to be uh, favorable or, uh, serve your future self, then what's the point of doing it? I couldn't agree more. And do you know what? So many people are walking around only feeling 40% healthy and they're like, oh, I'll take some painkillers. You know, everyone gets a bad back. It's quite normal. It runs in the family. No, it's not normal. It is possible to feel 100% healthy. And it's all about changing things and doing things to make yourself feel better and not accepting the norm. Sometimes you've got to do something different to get a different response. But also a lot of people say, oh, this runs in the family, this illness. It often runs in the family because dietary patterns run in the family, which is really interesting. And you often find... And, you know, I'm not being awful saying this, but you can see a fat family and you see their children and you think, what are you feeding them? You know, just because you're larger, don't feed them what you're eating. That's why there's so many. I mean, in England, we've got a huge issue with um, large children with high BMIs, which is so sad. And that's one of the things for this virus. One of the key things is being overweight, having metabolic disease high blood pressure, diabetes, type 2 diabetes, or having some kind of cancer or being over 75. So it's such a shame when I see really large children because, you know, they're not really teaching people in schools what to feed their children and they're not teaching the children. So it's so sad, but it can make such a difference, education. And I just would wish things would change. And don't see that happening anytime soon, which from a selfish perspective helps me because that's my job. <laughs> so, you know, I just think it's sad. You know, I'm so passionate. I just want to help people as much as possible. And there are so many people out there not understanding why they're not feeling 100% healthy. And it is possible to do it naturally. I- I'm guilty of that. Uh, I- I absolutely. I just did it the other day you know, I'll go, uh, because I'm lazy and, you know, in a hurry or, you know, don't have the time, yeah. uh, and I'll go and, and hit McDonald's and I'm giving my, my daughter, uh, a hash brown, you know, okay. French fries, well, all, all of that. And, you know, and, and she's getting like, I'm starting to pay attention to how often that's actually happening because her mom will yeah. do the same thing. Uh, yeah. she'll just run through McDonald's and then grab her, you know, and, and it's like, you know, she won't eat anything but the French fries. You know, because oh. French fries taste good. You know, <laughs> well they do. Um, it's so- difficult. You can't be harsh on yourself. I mean, I understand with modern life, 
both parents are working you know you don't often get time to make a good meal when you get home you're too tired it's not easy but there are some companies in the UK that can deliver food to your door so then you you've got all the ingredients there it literally takes you 10 minutes to cook it which you know you're going to get a really healthy meal and another key thing is variety to have a variation for your gut bacteria because the more stuff you're eating the actually healthier it is for you and the more it will improve your immune system and actually help your brain and make you feel more positive so and lots of people get into an awful routine of having toast and tea for breakfast or cereal with coffee and then having a sandwich for lunch then having biscuits and tea for a snack then for dinner, having a bowl of pasta or lasagna or a McDonald's. Carbs, 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 hardly any protein. So you're going to be addicted to sugar. And this is what happens. And it's going to cause so much disease. and It's going to slow down your metabolism. And that's where I come into play because you can still feel amazing and eat really yummy foods. There's so many alternatives It's just knowing what they are and having someone tell you, look, try this. I mean, I say to people, have 10 vegetables with fruit a day, every single day. And there are certain supplements you can take that have got loads of vitamins and minerals in that you can have in a shake first thing in the morning. So you've had like five a day before you've even left the house. But unfortunately, a lot of people are like, right, I'm going to have my coffee. I'll skip breakfast because I don't want to get fat. I've got to go to work. They get to work. They'll have a cup of tea and then chocolate or something in front of their computer. And it's just learning. There's something called rest and digest. I don't know if you've heard about this, but you're more likely to um, assimilate your food better and you will you'll have a flatter stomach, you'll feel more energised. If you're eating your food in front of TV or by your laptop or your desk at work, you're not resting and digesting. So you will often feel bloated and you'll feel more tired because you're not assimilating your food. So the key is, and I was saying this to a client today, She said, I can't, I have to eat my food at my desk. I'm like, well, go to your car and eat it in your car, but turn your phone on silent, you know, so you can relax and eat your food. And then you're not being bombarded by people and work and stress. Then go back into the office and just, and then keep water by your desk so you know how much you're drinking. Just little tips like that will really help people. I don't know. What do you think? Do you eat in front of your computer? I do. Uh, I eat. I like. If I'm working, you know, this is my office, and so, you know, at nighttime when I'm done with the, uh, you know, my interviews for the day, I'll usually start right into editing. You know, what's going to come out later, and I'll bring food right here and eat and and work. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Not always the best thing for you. I know, and that's not a telling off. I'm just saying that it's it's better for your gut. And if if you want to kind of increase your metabolism, that's one of the key ways. It's not to eat it in front of your laptop, your TV, no TV dinners, um, and to eat. I know, I know, I used to do that. 
and to sit at a table is so nice if people can sit as a family. I think a lot of people during lockdown have kind of been making food at home and sitting and eating and having meals as a family, which I think is a lovely thing. So I think that's one positive thing. And growing all their own fruit and veg. That's a nice thing. Yeah, that, I mean, things are. There are some positive things that are coming out of this. Uh, you know, with with what you're just you just uh, mentioned. The one, of, the last thing I want to touch on is what you had said about like, all right, so Corona is here, right? Everybody, Corona is here. It ain't going nowhere, all right. So even if it recedes uh, and we go into uh, you know whatever whatever it is like the influenza does, the season goes away. Uh, it's coming back. It'll be here at some point. They, they think that it's going to infect everybody or they need it to infect everybody so they can start running these, uh, 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 vaccines and, and, and all that, right? So one of the ways that what I'm get I'm hearing from you is that you could try and help yourself if you actually were to get this virus at some point. Oh, yeah. Is to, you know, start the process now. Yeah. Start that process now to where you're starting to not have so much inflammation and, and you're, you're basically, you're, you're, you, you're tuning your body up through, yeah. through food and diet to be able to resist this in some, in some capacity. I mean, you do have control over, uh, you know, how you, uh, how, how you, I don't know, what is the word I'm looking for? Help me. Um, the one thing I would recommend to everyone and they're doing in China right now, because I've listened to lots of research things on China is vitamin C. They ship 50 tons of vitamin C in a huge boat into China. And they're now giving all healthcare workers and absolutely everyone with Corona vitamin C. I don't understand why we're not supplementing it massively. You want a Ascorbic acid as well, not the calcium one, because it's better absorbed in the body. And it's got less side effects. Vitamin C doesn't interact with any medication. The only one thing I will say, if you take too much, you might have to run to the bathroom. That's the only side effects. It's slightly laxative. But vitamin C, looking after your gut, eating lots of fruit and veg and really looking after yourself and resting and not getting too stressed are really going to help you. It's never too late to start looking after yourself. There's so much you can do. Yeah, I've been taking more vitamin C too. Uh, actually, uh, 1,000 milligrams a day. Brilliant. You can up it to 2,000 if you want. If you can stomach it, yeah. Literally. I, I, I thought about that too, but I was like, yeah, no, maybe totally. that's, a little, that's a little too much. I don't know if I want to. I want to go that route. You, I mean, that they call they call it finding out what your bowel tolerance is. So taking the maximum amount you can cope till you've got like slight bowel tolerance. Yeah, yeah. And then down some. And I tell you what, vitamin C is so good because it's great for your skin, your collagen, you're going to come out of here looking amazing, having glowing skin, just feeling energized with such an amazing immune system. So I definitely go for that. And if you can get it from your food, like lots of colorful fruit and veg, and things like lots of citrus fruits, cooked tomatoes, lemons, limes, um, you've got it in peppers, Everything that's deeply coloured, you want a rainbow diet. 
So you will have like lots of red pepper, like a glass of red pepper, half the size of this glass is the minimum you need for a day, but supplement as well. Because one thing before we finish, we need to supplement because farming methods have changed over the years. So where our grandparents 50 years ago could have one orange for us to get the same amount of vitamin C as them, we have to have six. Isn't that crazy? How, 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 explain that. Why, why is that? Because they're using more pesticides and also there's less selenium in the soil. And you need that to help absorb for the absorption, absorption yourself. Sel- selenium in the soil? Is that, what you, yeah. is that what you said? So that doesn't get... Rep- no, that's nitrogen. So they... they so nitrogen, so you know how they normally one season they'll do a crop in, in, in an area yeah. and in the next season they'll do like legumes or something that'll replace yeah. the nitrogen in the soil. There's yeah. no, there, there's no, nothing to replace the selenium in the soil. No. So once well, that, once, well. yeah, so once that's gone, it, it's gone. And that's what mixes with, uh, when the fruits or, or the produce gets, uh, grown, it, it yeah. it's one of the, the elements that, that like, I would say that what boosts the vitamin C levels in, in things. Yeah. You've got things like zinc and other things like vitamin D that help all, all your immune function work its best. But yes, our fruits and vegetables don't have the same amount of nutrients that they used to do. So supplementing really is important. But when you look at supplementing, please be careful and speak to a doctor or a trained therapist because things like omega-3, taking too much, can be dangerous if you're on blood pressure tablets or blood thinning tablets. And you've also, if you um, supplement with too, zinc for too long, it depletes copper and all sorts of things. It's a mind feel out there. That's why I go to university to learn it all. <laughs> I'm still learning. Yeah, it, it, it appears that way. And the more people that I talk to on this podcast... It's like I'm starting to see that like you almost if you want to be a complete human, you really have to have like a coach in every in, in every area. Right. Nutrition, I, uh, yeah. uh, finances, uh, you yeah. know, all of these different areas in life. If, you, if you're not like trained in, in some of these things, you know, we're, 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 we're living on, like you said, you, you know, your parents, what do you what do you do? Oh, that's the family dish. You know, that was my mom's favorite dish. And so like I, every, how, how do we learn how to cook? Most of the time is from watching our parents, watching our grandparents. And yeah. we, and, and we know how that's to cook right. what they were cooking. So that's now what we cook. And, and it just, that's and that's right. the tradition just keeps going on and on and on until yeah. absolutely we, we figure something else out. So yeah, I mean, it's, 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 you're right. It's a minefield out there. Cause if you, if you it don't, is. if you don't know, I mean, you know what you know until you know something new, right? Exactly. Exactly. Well, I got a lot out of this. I I hope you guys out there listening got a lot out of this too. Why don't you go ahead and plug all your your stuff that you want? Oh, Uh, thank you. If you want to get a hold of me, I mean, I see clients all over the world. My um, website is swnutritionuk.com. My Instagram handle is Sophie Wedlock Smith. I'm super easy to find on Instagram. And I'm always happy to kind of give free health assessment um, sessions online or on the phone if it's going to help support you with your health. I often think 
I mean, in the UK with the NHS, when we go to the doctor, we're only given 10 minutes and we're only allowed to give one problem, you know. And it's silly. It's so difficult to get an appointment with your GP that, you know, to have someone on hand that's there to answer your questions, I just think is so valuable. And I help people with natural weight loss, people that are going through cancer, people that are trying to get pregnant or have hormonal issues, people are battling menopause. I can support you all with a good diet, supplements if necessary, and also lifestyle advice. Yeah, and you're not... and, and just to kind of be be clear it's not that you're you're not like a a, a diet and health coach i mean you may be but no. you're actually licensed right or or yes uh what is that you have I'm, a degree it's called bant registered yes yeah, so you like have so a degree means, in this yeah so i can work in hospitals with patients but they don't like nutritional therapists so much because we get patients well and we get them off drugs and they like dietitians because they keep them on drugs unfortunately mm. but that's a whole another conversation mm. now yes. you're speaking my language okay <laughs> you may have to have you back on here oh i'd love to yeah all right well you 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 got it right here uh sophie i, I really appreciate your time and uh you know the information that you've given hang out for a second uh i want to talk to you about one thing and okay for the rest of you, you can find all of her information in the show notes as well as my own uh, in, in all of our places, spaces, and uh, you know, where we can be found. I uh, hope you enjoyed this show as much as I did, and I really appreciate your information, Sophie. And until next time. Thank you. Thank you as well. Thank you. I really enjoyed that. That was cool. Thank you for listening to the show, and thank you to Sophie. A lot of good information there. And as always, if you want to find where to connect with Sophie, you will find all of that information in the show notes as well as my own. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast platform. And if you have somebody that you think that would benefit from hearing this show, a family member or a friend, send them on over. I'd love to have them as a listener. And until next time, keep it 100, stay true to yourself, everything else is just noise. (laughs) 